0: Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This is a CBC Podcast. Hello, beautiful people. Uh, before we get to today's Feel Good Friday episode, I have a little announcement that uh, that the three of us here at Sick Boy are over the moon about we are so excited uh because we're doing a live show in vancouver again but not just any live show on december 5th uh brian taylor and myself are going to be doing a live show in vancouver at the biltmore theater with none other than one of the world's most renowned and beloved doctors dr gabor mate uh, if you are not familiar with Dr. Mate, he is a retired physician who after 20 years of family practice and palliative care experience worked for over a decade in Va- Vancouver's downtown east side with patients challenged by drug addiction and mental illness. He's an internationally renowned speaker. He is a author. He uh, was on our show once, and we had such a lovely time that he's agreed to come and hang out with us in person to do a live show in Vancouver, our favorite city to do live shows at so far. Uh, No shade thrown at any other cities. Um, But it's happening, December 5th, and if you're listening to this right now, we know that you are already a fan of the show. And so I'm going to... I'm going to let you in on a little secret. The presale for tickets is literally happening as I speak. As you listen to this, you can go find the tickets with the presale code SICKO, all in caps. That's the password. Okay. Got another secret password. And you can get your tickets. Presale is from now until Monday, November 6th. And on Monday, November 6th at 8 a.m. Pacific time. 12 noon our time over here on the Atlantic coast Uh, that's when the public sale goes live so if you want to get tickets before they absolutely get snatched up and there's none left then uh, take this moment right now Go find the ticket link. We'll put the link in the show notes to this episode. And uh, you can snatch up a ticket for yourself in Vancouver, December 5th, Sick Boy, with Dr. Gabor Mate. Pre-sale is live. Sicko's the password. Let's go, folks. Enjoy this episode of Feel Good Friday, and we can't wait to see your faces on December 5th. Ready? Ready? Here we go. Welcome to Feel Good Friday, our weekly segment where we dive into the weird and wild news in the world of health. This week, something fishy in the world of CF, home makeover, disability edition, I Hear Voices, and ADHD and dementia.
0: I did it. Heck yeah, good job, dude. I fucking did it. I'm excited to dive into these weird and wacky... (laughs) Health stories, uh, as we do on this segment of the show. <laughs> this yeah, new Friday. segment
2: of the show. Yeah. That isn't so new. Where yeah. We dive into the weird and wacky. We're doing some work in the
1: back end to try to really just delineate the differences between our Monday episodes, our Wednesday episodes, and our Friday episodes. Because, you know, we get new listeners, and I feel like sometimes they'll, they'll tune into one and be like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this show? <laughs> so uh, this is our Friday show, and this is called Feel Good Friday. Where we try to make you feel good before going into your weekend, uh, so that you don't go into your weekend with uh, a pit of despair in your belly, yeah. and uh, and feel like it's just Monday every single day.
2: Guys, I love Monday.
1: Um, so, uh, and that explains a lot. <laughs> um, so, the first thing I want to I want to dive into. Well, actually, uh, let's let's do this first. Um, firstly, and and most mostly first, I. I'm very excited uh, that there's a reason why we're going to have to keep today pretty tight. Last week, it was because we had to catch a (laughs) flight. This week, it is because, and maybe I shouldn't say this because who knows, like maybe, I don't know, maybe it won't come to fruition. But I'm going to put it out there for good vibes because this has to happen. If this doesn't happen, I am going to die a sad, sad man. We have a recording in less than an hour with my favorite character from... Love on the Spectrum US, James B. Jones. <laughs> and we have to wrap before it gets to that point because I need to do some prep work for the conversation. But I'm so fucking excited to talk to James because as soon as that show was over, um, A, I loved Love on the Spectrum US. It was phenomenal. I fell in love with each of the characters. I think about them they are my Roman empire. That's what, like I'm, you know, when, when my girlfriend's like, what are you, what are you thinking about? I'm thinking about Steve and what he's up to. Like who is, you know, who's he just having a really sweet, wholesome conversation with on the street? Like, that's what I think about.
0: Can
2: Do I you just, think- like, can I just, can I just ask you like, Meme, meme culture, like the whole Roman Empire thing. Like, what the fuck? What's what's going on in the world?
1: Uh, I don't know. I, I mean,
0: I don't know. But uh, here we go, Dad's fucking Dad showed up here. Um, <laughs> I've never thought about the Roman Empire in, in my life, though. Other actually, than I've, like being in school and like learning yeah. about them, but outside of like That's that context, yes, I have. Like, I don't think about the Roman Empire. You do, I, yeah, I do. Give me I, an example I, of when I've. Thought I actually about
1: it. do. Not, I mean, Same. not a, not as much as the fucking meme, but I do think about it. Every so often, because yeah. I think a lot about, uh, the, in particular, I think a lot about, um, about uh, I think a lot about the Coliseum quite a bit. And the reason is because I listen to a podcast pretty much every single night that puts me to sleep called Pain for Tainment by uh, Dan Carlin, which is about the history of torture. And that's what I go to sleep to. And that's probably why
2: you have depression. I have depression. <laughs>
1: um, but um, anyway, I just want
0: to ask you about uh, a quick quickly go back to james yes because um, I, I did want to say my, one piece my, about him my question is is do you guys believe that the greatest moment in tv history is when james goes to the renaissance fair i would say it's up there like literally because <laughs> for me i've only seen is, clips of the show oh,
2: It's fuck
1: taylor it's it's s it's it's so tier for sure it is yeah and don't say S-tier. that because it's going to make him even more annoyed <laughs> at the state of the world but here's the thing when the show ended I went and I, I tried to follow every single one of them on social media because I wanted to just follow, like, you know, I follow Danny and I don't think Steve has social media. But, um, but I was sad to find out in my search that James didn't have social media. And, uh, and I would check back in every few months. I would, like, see if I could find it. I found an article that literally said, like, here's all their social medias. James doesn't have it. He eventually got it. And it has, like, it has brightened my day so much. And so, anyway, I reached out to him personally and he he like agreed to come on the show so i'm 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 really excited about it uh but before we uh end the episode to go record what likely will be the best episode of sick boy ever uh <laughs> let's get into some weird shit in the news uh cf cystic fibrosis you guys heard about this you guys we have, with, yeah. this? with yeah.
2: uh cystic fibrosis yeah.
1: once or twice so there's a, there's a new discovery. Is that the penis thing? Uh, <laughs> no, no, that's a phimosis. Oh. Um, you got that too. Yeah, yeah I had that. Uh, there's, a, uh, there, there's been a new discovery in, in CF, in the CF world, and it's quite fascinating. Another one already? Yeah. Um, unexpected fish cell found in human lungs could be the key to cystic fibrosis. Fish head, so fish we're going to get back into some fish blurry, head talk. Fish head. Um so this is a uh, this is actually very this is very trippy. Is that Gollum?
2: No, is that, that a Gollum clip n- from Lord of the Rings? Does Gollum say that in Lord of the Rings? No. Did what you think that Lord that of the sounded Rings like did you watch? No, no, I didn't think that it sounded like Gollum, but I was like, I was like picturing, I'm no, going,
1: it's, it's like a weird '90s song called Fish Heads.
2: Oh, <laughs> you've got more. Oh yeah, oh, there's okay. a whole
1: song. It's a, oh, it's okay. like, a, it's a five minute banger. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. So scientists have made an interesting discovery in our lungs. That could help us understand cystic fibrosis a little bit better. This is so fucking weird. So there's a cell, a type of cell that previously was only found in fish and frogs. Mm. But now we have found it in humans. And it has, it has kind of shifted the way that we might be looking at CF going forward. So CF, uh, for folks who aren't aware, I mean, we've talked about a fuckload. It's a genetic disease that I have. It affects the lungs and, you know, all parts of the body. Um, but if we want to, like, get down to, like, the, the science of what's going on there, um, the disease is happening because of a missing or, like, malformed or uh, just, you know, messed up protein in our lungs called the CFTR protein, uh, the Cystic Fibrosis Transmembrane Conductance Regulator. That's what that stands for. Yeah. So this protein, its job is to balance the salt and water on the surface
0: of, you know, our lungs, my lungs. Sounds um, like a fish in the ocean might be pretty good at that.
1: Uh, well, Brian, it, wait till you hear this. Uh, so, but here's the thing. We don't actually like, full, there, still to this day, we don't fully understand how the CFTR protein works. Um, now researchers from the University of Iowa have found a new job for the CFTR protein. Before this, most of the research on CFTR focused on cells that help with airway secretions. These cells use CFTR to release chloride ions into a thin layer of liquid that covers the surface of our airways. When salt goes into this liquid, water follows, making it moist. This liquid is essential because it traps bad stuff like irritants and germs so that we can later cough it out. Now, that's what your bodies do. Mm. My body, because of this CFTR... Um, you know, fuckery, um, my body doesn't have the ability to like lay out that nice fluid surface with the, with the mucus. And instead the mucus is dried up. All of the, all of the water content is sucked out of it. And so it's thick and heavy and that thick and heavy mucus traps the, you know, the bacterias, but I can't clear it out because it's so thick and heavy. Okay. But here's the surprising part: CFTR proteins are not just found in these um, uh, secretory, 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 secretory cells. In 2018, scientists discovered a new type of cell in the human lung called ionocytes. I, sorry, ionocytes, ionocytes, which are most common in fish and frogs. Whoa. So, ionocytes, these cells, they make up only one percent of all lung cells but they have the most of the CFTR channels in our entire body.
0: Whoa, that's crazy because like, you know, like fish and frogs, they're pretty good at like staying moist.
2: Yeah. Are yeah. they though?
0: Are they? Because here's the thing. If frogs you, are for sure.
1: Frogs are. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Fish though. Fish. Mm. Are you moist if you're underwater?
0: <laughs> There's this whole, wow. did you watch the quarter? That's why I brought <laughs> that up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not, you're
1: actually, you're not wet when you're underwater. You're just, you're covered in water, but you're not wet. You don't have a wet surface. You don't
0: look wet because you're not out of the water. But right. you're... What? You're yeah. wet. Yeah. yeah, you're wet. Yeah, yeah, you don't look wet because but, light doesn't reflect the same way right. off of you because... I don't think wetness right.
2: is just a look,
0: though.
1: Um, so, well, okay. okay. I mean, we, we, we get caught in the weeds there. But um, So in the lab, scientists found that CFTR proteins in these ionocytes act very strangely. So they don't... They don't act, the CFTR proteins don't act the way that we typically think that they would act when they are a part of this, these ionocytes, which they have found in us, which we typically have thought that ionocytes are only from frogs and fish, right? So instead of, instead of releasing chloride, the CFTR seems to absorb it in the ionocytes, which takes away moisture from the liquid in the lungs. Increasing the number of ionocytes in experiments leads to more liquid absorption not secretion.
2: Oh, so, you want, so you want to get rid of the fish and frog cells.
0: You might have too many ionocytes. Yeah, too, yeah. There, it might be this. So right. you
2: are more uh, fish and frog than we are.
1: Perhaps. Yeah. Whoa. So this suggests that ionocytes help with lip liquid absorp- absorption while sec- uh, sec- secretory cells handle liquid secretion. In people with CF, both these processes are fucked up. Now, this discovery might explain why previous studies of, on CFTR proteins have given different results about how they affect liquid movement in the lungs. It seems the location of these proteins matters. And we hadn't paid enough attention to the ionocytes before. So we were like looking at this problem of CFTR, the CFTR protein, and failing to see how it was working because we were almost like forced to look in this one place because we just thought, well, it's CF. This is like, this is where the this is where the
0: problem is occurring. So let's just look at it here. And it's only 1% of the cells it's there. So such it's like a, such a small, small amount. percentage. Like, yeah, well, we don't really need to. Yeah. Not that they thought this way. Not that they were like, oh, we'll just completely disregard those. Exactly. But they didn't. They were probably like, oh,
2: f- fish, frogs? <laughs> <laughs> nah. And then they just went up and they moved on.
0: Yeah, so right, the yeah. The, the, uh, the
1: interesting thing here is like, I mean, this is obviously very early, early sort of studies, but this could very much like transform something like Trikafta, you know like the, the next iteration of Trikafta could be built upon the scaffolding of this study or this realization sounds like they solved it honestly maybe it'll be like, a, maybe it it it'll
2: be, include a um maybe it will include some type of um um i don't know like mrna um yeah. you know, function that that yeah. that kills uh, that like instructs it to kill ionocytes or something i mean okay it, well that it, sounds it, aggressive that maybe, sounds a little well, I mean, that's what that's what you know. That's what that's but maybe like. we need.
1: I mean, we uh, maybe we need some ionocytes. Well, maybe you do. <laughs> you so know? maybe
2: we tell it to we, we just go kill f- some of them, kill 50 kill 50% of them or something because you need you obviously that need sounds it. like eugenics. That sounds like ionocyte <laughs> eugenics to me, does yeah. Canceled, you need you need them <laughs> for something, obviously. So like they're doing, you don't want to, you're probably right. You probably don't want to get rid of all of them because we just have need them to get for rid a of some of them. We shouldn't get rid of some of them. You have too many of them
1: just cover your bases don't, don't say that again don't, say that,
0: don't say that sorry again.
1: um but isn't that interesting so it's like i have more um i don't know like like do you think this do you think this all this all came from someone fucking a fish
2: wow um i mean like i wouldn't i wouldn't throw the idea away
1: it would have to be a big fish, i've got some though.
2: big questions
0: for my dad <laughs> <laughs>
2: dad how many fish were you
0: fucking it who's might, my real father it might not be your dad though that you should ask a question like It like, like, might be your King mom that you Could ask. Be. yeah maybe yeah, but again like we were
1: talking about wet and what wet looks like and what wet isn't and what wet is uh which that all that all came from a discussion about the cgi behind little mermaid which reminds me of the fact that mermaids possibly exist and maybe one of those sailors actually did follow that sound to the shore banged that mermaid Mermaid plopped out a baby, and that baby was the first baby to have a CFTR mouth mal- And then that person just never got the diarrhea thing that the I think. Cholera, the I cholera think the thing.
0: serious question that mm-hmm. we have to ask here, though, is: is it easier to fuck a fish or be fucked by a fish?
2: What I mean, clearly the the former.
0: What do you think? Is it
2: easier to get? What do you What do you mean? The former of the two options. The you think it's easier to get fucked by a fish? No, no, that's the latter. The former was the was it's the, easier to fuck a fish. Y- yeah. Uh, I feel uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable. Fish? But well, yes. I, I would
1: disagree. I also would disagree too. You would I mean take a fish, shove it up your ass, dude. That fish is fucking you. Yeah, totally. no, I don't
2: think that's no, I think that's a all right
1: Taylor, because Taylor Taylor only views fucking as penis and vagina. No, no. Yeah, right, you are right, you're, you're what's wrong with the fucking world today. Dude? <laughs> I don't even think this fish toxic
0: is... ass masculinity is fucking a problem. Can you, can you Google fish? Can you Google fish penis? Like, do fishes have penises? Oh, I don't I'm think, sure. I'm sure they got think, beautiful, beautiful. I don't think if, if you penises.
2: stick a whole fish in your ass and just because it has a penis, dude, look at that. Look tec- at that fucking fish. I don't hog. think it's technically. That's a, that's a, Whoa, that's a nice
1: Whoa. Yeah. what? what oh, it's actually called is a that? penis fish. So if you'd stuck this in your ass, you're getting, <laughs> getting fucked by a fish. That's, yeah, I mean, that, that fish, that fish looks like a, my penis really <laughs> wet and wrinkly from being under the water for too long. wait, wait it's not a wet because it's, it's, it's under the water. Wait that's, right. wait,
0: that's not a fish penis. That's a penis fish. <laughs> that
1: is a penis fish. Dude, the, holy shit. This thing is, uh, oh no, that's just a, the underside of a fish which looks like the underside of my penis. <laughs> wow, this is really interesting. <laughs> I love this podcast, guys.
2: Guys, we are way off. Really,
1: we are way off the rails. I think we're today. asking the questions that matter most right now. That's right. Thank you. Uh, let's uh, let's check this out. This is um, this is uh, some an interesting little piece. So we've talked to people on the podcast over the years who live with physical disabilities. Um, in particular, you know, uh, uh, conversations come to mind where we spoke to a gentleman who lives with uh, spinal muscular atrophy, and we talked about like, you know, if you if you uh, use a wheelchair and you don't have the ability to like. Um, to to move around without being in your wheelchair? Like, what does that look like for home care? Like, how do you how do you
0: bathe? How do you shower? How do you shit? I just want to say you scratched my brain so hard right there. With 10 seconds ago, we were talking about fish penises. And now we're talking about um, how you can have somebody with mobility issues navigates their house. Yeah. That's really, that feels good on my brain. Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm thank glad. you. I'm glad. Good um, transition.
1: Well, uh, so oftentimes when, we, when we've had those conversations, the thing that we, we learn is that um, there's people who are hired to come into your home and help you with those things. But sometimes people don't have the resources or the ability to, or like with COVID, it was like, you know, hard for people to come to your homes and stuff like that. So I, this video just got, kind of came across my feed and I thought it was really interesting. It is, it's called, a, I believe it's called a shorthands lift. And uh, it's something that this woman uh, has installed in her home and she kind of gives a, a sort of overview on how it works uh, between her bedroom and her bathroom. So check this out.
0: Hey guys, I want to show you the different ways that I use my shore hands Lift. It's been an absolute so game it lifts changer for my independence, bed, and I'm so and thankful.
1: Literally so brings I can her to get her toilet, in
0: and out of bed, on my wheelchair. I can
1: the lift her from her toilet to her shower,
0: to shower. I can even seat. get myself into the tub. When I first got the shore hands, the to I the took the my first bath in five years, and it was amazing. I used bath bombs and candles, and it was fantastic.
1: This is the my favorite part right lift here. lift can
0: also get me all the way down on the floor, which is great because I can play with the dogs and also Oof. get up myself if I fall. So, yeah, I love my shorthands lift. Dude, this is amazing. It's right? wonderful. I that mean, is crazy. That looks only, expensive. It is.
1: So, I did some digging. <laughs> it does look
2: expensive, and it what doesn't it- only look. It doesn't really look helpful. It looks fun. Just, it it does, does look clear. clear. Just for, a, for people who have it yeah. who,
1: who didn't, who obviously didn't see it because that's like 99.9% of everyone because no one's watching the YouTube videos, but they're there anyway and you can go watch them if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, you could see it if you want to and if you decide not to, I will tell you, we just watched a woman who basically moved from her bed to Don't her... Don't tell them, Jared. Make them go. <laughs> who moved from her bed to her toilet, to her tub, to her, to, her, to her toilet, to her shower, to her tub, and back to her bed and then onto the floor where her cute puppies played with her. Definitely go watch it. Um, but the, the thing that did it was basically like, um, it was basically like the claw game yeah. at a, at an arcade where it just or comes from, down and picks them up and moves them around. Toy Story. Yeah, I
2: suppose. Yeah, you yeah. got to
1: go see it. It literally, it claws her head, picks her up by her head and just swings her around, bringing her around is fucking yeah. crazy. If yeah. you don't believe me, go to YouTube. The ragdoll physics it. are amazing. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's uh, how much do you think? this the, the cost behind this and i mean like like realistically i, I you know i don't don't go... don't fucking say a hundred thousand dollars please oh wow because it I just ruins it the whole
0: game
2: <laughs> i mean well honestly i i i wouldn't have said a hundred thousand but if it was a hundred thousand i wouldn't have been surprised i was gonna um,
0: say 250 <laughs> the fuck is wrong with i'm you gonna dude? say
2: i'm gonna say that's like probably somewhere in the neighborhood of like i don't know like a thirty thousand dollar.
0: yeah Rig? I think that's safe to say thirty, thirty five thousand dollars. I mean now
2: and, and now I'm obviously influenced by the fact that you said don't say a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Well so. yeah, I mean if we're
1: talking Canadian money, you're probably pretty close. So what I could gather is that it it's anywhere between fifteen 000 to twenty thousand uh US. And uh it's about half of that is for the uh for the rig and the other half is for the install, which is also kind of Wild to think
0: right yeah. you know what though, know, fifteen
1: thousand like, for that rig and then fifteen thousand to install it I guess more you gotta think like that woman um is a you know probably an average sized woman let's say she was like a hundred and twenty hundred and thirty pound human i mean that's a that's like a to to put that in a home I just feel like that's a there's probably a lot of um uh sort of like architectural fuckery that's got to go into that you know depending on the person depending on the weight of the person like no, for sure i don't know sure. you don't think so
2: no i know i know that i mean depends on how the house is made but not really i mean that like the way that the way that everything's structured things should m- most places in the house there might be like a couple sections of the house like oh this this sup- we need to put a support here because of xyz reason but like for the most part studs and everything should be able to support uh lot of weight a but you you
0: would likely have to consult with an architectural engineer before putting something like that in your house mm. or maybe a
1: maybe a contractor who like has a deep knowledge yeah you probably yeah. you'd
2: probably want to get you'd probably have somebody come in and like maybe cut a hole in the drywall of the ceiling to like take a look up there and go yeah this is made in the way that i thought that it was probably made and now hmm. I'm confirming that you could you could uh, yeah you you would have somebody confirm that you could set it up that way. But, do, but that would probably be a part of the install.
0: Don't anyway. you think you'd have to like bolt like some pretty serious brackets into the the ceiling? Whatever well, I'm sure there's like some to... safety
2: setup. But like just for example, like um, Kyla and I have a, a hammock at home. That is literally that is just that's just into studs in the wall, and Kyla and I can both be in that hammock. What do you? And Zaya. What do you? What that's, do you? Uh, that's like three hundred and. Yeah, you know that's over three hundred pounds. why well, do, do you want to do
1: want to tell everybody what you use the hammock for outside of uh, just outside
0: of? What it's not a actually I'm a hammock; it's cuddling, called something else. Cuddling but. with my. D- Ooh, <laughs> we can't. Oh, wow, wow. We're gonna have to go back and bleed that out. That was
2: like we're cut. We're cutting. Yeah. Okay. We'll just as long as we're cutting, cutting that that that. Yeah, we'll cut yeah, it. Yeah, we are cutting it. Um, yeah.
0: pop the hammock. Um, I imagine the claw itself is is pretty like heavy J- too. Real John McAfee over here. You know what I'm saying?
2: No, they should be. No, that should be. That should be quite light. That would probably be like hollow aluminum,
0: and actually, never mind. It would be easy. No, I'm not saying it would be easy. <laughs> I'm just
2: saying I don't think it's as hard as you think. it um, is. I think the, yeah.
0: the difficult part would be would be that like obviously, if you wanted to extend that further into other rooms and other parts of the house, I imagine that it would get really, really expensive. Like yeah. in the video we I mean, just watched, it, yeah. it was right. like the bedroom. That's right. The bed to the bathroom that's attached to the yeah. the bedroom. It looked like a like a, a master bathroom. I mean, it if, you, if like she had that thing, let's anything. say she has
1: two f- stories, right, and she's on the top floor. If she had that thing, like run down the staircase and bring her to the kitchen and into the living room yeah. and like you know it, into her kink dungeon. Which I I, I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know this person, so I don't know what their what their build out of their house is. But I have uh, there was a recent show that I uh, that I heard about on mm-hmm. TLC where um, it was just, they were just like installing kink dungeons in people's houses. Um, so like she could have been she could be one of those. TLC, Freaks? like they
2: really expanded yeah. <laughs> yeah. their scope.
1: The Learning Channel. My fa- one of my favorite things to see on the internet is, uh, is that they've been popping up on my, on my algorithm. Uh, god, the algorithm is impressive. It just like as soon as it, as soon as it tells you that you can, as soon as it can tell that you like something even just a little bit, it starts feeding <laughs> it to you more. Oh my god! And it's Doesn't the that thing happen? that I'm really loving when I see now. Uh, it's coming up quite often is clips from old episodes of like, like dream home makeover or whatever they are. I don't know what the fucking names of them are, but it's always like, yeah, dude, there's a thousand yeah, of the home same makeover, show but, but and
2: they're all hosted by like one of three people. Yeah. And, and like, and the,
1: the reveal is always the same thing where it's like, it, it's like they, they, they're inside the house. The, the two people, the couple standing there with their eyes closed, the host is standing there like, with their arm around both of them, and they're like, "Okay, ready, three, two, one, open your eyes." Tell and us they, what you think. And they open their eyes, and it's just it's it's a compilation of of the of the reactions where they're really fucking pissed. Yeah, like they yeah. just—they are not impressed with the work done, and it is fuck—it's glorious. Have you guys dude. seen
2: the meme? The the, the meme that's like uh, that's like, uh, isn't it funny when you see when you flip on the fucking like real estate channel when it's like the couple that's going to buy the house and they're like they're like, uh, I'm a part-time substitute teacher and I'm a reptile wrangler, and it's like <laughs> our budget is three million dollars. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Anyway, let's uh, let's keep pushing here, and uh, we'll 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 do this one last bit, and then we'll we'll wrap up. Um, uh, this is uh, so you know, la- I think last week or the week before, we talked about some interesting psychology studies, um, and the way that psychology studies have shifted and changed uh, after it became apparent that we can read into the future. Uh, we won't go any further on that. Uh, remote viewing is real. Um, but uh, here's an interesting psychology study that actually just happened recently. That is very, um, very trippy. And it would have been very fun to be a part of this. Um, this was a study specifically looking into trying to un- unpack um, the mechanisms behind hallucinations. Um, in particular, hallucinations that would be stemming from things like schizophrenia or you know, psychosis. So in a new study published, by, uh, published in Psychological Medicine... Researchers have uncovered intriguing insights into how our brains can sometimes trick us into hearing voices that aren't actually there. Ooh. The research team demonstrated that a robotically-assisted experimental procedure is able to induce auditory-verbal hallucinations in healthy individuals. Whoa, that's trippy. Yes, and I don't know how they piece this together. The but robot force feeds them
2: psilocybin and then (laughs) then all of a sudden they have hallucinations. So here's a, here's a breakdown of the experimental
1: procedure. They break it down into three different blocks and all these blocks are essential to like put this all together. So the first block is called sense, sensory motor blocks, the assessment of illusory, illusory illusory effects. So in this, in this phase, sensory motor block participants were blindfolded and they were, they were kind of sandwiched between two robotic systems. So they have a robot in the front robot in the back. They were asked to perform repeated poking movements with their right index finger on the
2: front and the back
1: using the front part of the robot. So they have a robot in front of them. They are told, use your finger, poke that robot in front of you. Now, these movements that they are making, the human is replicated Uh, by the robot behind them,
0: poking them, resulting
1: in a tactile sensation on the participant's back. Yeah. Okay. The key here was that the researchers manipulated the timing of the tactile sensation. So in some cases, the touch on the back of the person was synchronous with the participant's poke at the robot in front. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: While others, there was a 500 millisecond delay creating a sensory conflict. So they would like poke and there's a little delay for the poke in the back that they would feel when they would kind of judge it based on the poke that they are giving. Now, after each session of sensory motor stimulation, participants filled out a questionnaire to rate strength of various perceptual experiences, including uh, illusory self-touch, somatic passivity, which is the feeling as if someone else is touching their back, and the presence of hallucinations, feeling as if someone is standing close behind them.
0: Okay, so that's block one. Block two, staircase blocks. This that that first one. Just to that that point. Um, have you ever heard of or seen any of the videos about sensory um, yes. in, in VR?
1: Yeah, I uh, no, But the, I, I, so I thought you were going to, into something else, but which I think is pretty much the same thing. It's like the it's it, it reminds me of the studies that they would do on people experiencing phantom limb pain. Yeah, right. Or yeah. like so, you know, you would like you would put your arm um, if you have both your limbs and you like put your your arm behind in a way where you can't see your arm. And then, but you can see your hand, but your hand actually is not your hand. You're seeing a fake hand. Right. And your fake, the fake hand that you're seeing is, they use like mirrors to make it look like that's your hand, but it's actually a fake hand. But you feel like it's your real hand because you can't see your arm. And so you're seeing this fake hand and then it would smash it with a hammer. They're not hitting you. They're hitting this fake hand. But because you sense that that's where your hand is.
2: Whoa, you feel true. like
1: your fucking hand right. just got smashed. You
2: feel or you react.
1: You, re- I mean, you react, but like it's they sort of tie it to like phantom limb pain, where it's like there's,
0: there's, I, I think there is there you is might, there you, is signs backing the fact that you can quote feel it too. Yeah, um, there was a study. So one of my favorite uh, YouTube channels for VR news is Thrill Seekers uh, YouTube channel, and he he does like a Tuesday every Tuesday does VR news, but one week he did this deep dive into. Um, r- romantic relationships in VR chat, Ooh. and they talked about how. So, like, there's a lot of haptic tools that you can buy to like experience touch in virtual reality. Yeah, like haptic vests, gloves, um, like arm sleeves. But the thing that he explored, dick sleeves, <laughs> yeah. dick sleeves, yeah. uh, fleshlights. Yeah. Um. But the thing that he explored in this episode was. Um, how which is very experience. different
2: from the f- the flashlight that you fuck. <laughs> very different. I just want to make that distinctive Totally, distinct, diff- totally distinct. yeah. The difference. flashlight you
0: can fuck just doesn't have a bulb. That's right. Um. So uh. So in this episode, he talked about these scientific studies where um people without any haptic uh devices on experience the feeling of touch, and so they did all these tests in VR chat where like they like petted their arms and stuff. Yeah. And, and these people were like feeling these Found sensations the of touch. And, and that happened. Like yeah. that is exactly what happened.
1: Yeah. So the, the next block. Donald oh, well, Trump showed up. Uh, <laughs> the next block is staircase blocks. Uh, so defining hearing thresholds. This one, this one reminds me of like ghost hunting, like the spirit box. Um, so in this phase, the researchers aimed to determine each participant's individual hearing threshold. They employed a voice detection task Combined with a one up one down staircase procedure, participants continuously heard bursts of pink noise and were instructed to report whether they heard a voice in the noise or whether they didn't. What is pink noise? Um, it's like it's similar to like like white noise or brown noise. They're different. Uh, they're different frequencies of a static noise. So like uh, white noise is like a you know it's like the the classic like <laughs> but like brown noise is like a. <laughs> I, yeah, I think brown noise is more like a, like a, not quite, it'd be like a, like a, a sort of, okay. okay. Uh, but it's like frequency of, of like static noise. Okay. So like people use like, uh, people use like brown noise or maybe even pink noise for like to help you sleep or something like that. Right. So they have this like static noise and they're instructed to report whether they heard a voice in it. Um, the threshold for hearing voices was calculated based on the participants' responses. Importantly, this procedure ensured that the voices were presented at a level just at or near each participant's hearing threshold. Okay, so now the task blocks. This is the third, um, the third one. They're combining the voice detection with sensory motor stimulation. So the heart of the study lay in the, these task blocks. Participants perform the voice detection task while being exposed to sensory motor stimulation. The key variables were the type of sensory motor stimulation, synchronous or asynchronous, and the type of vocal stimuli. Now, there were two, I didn't specify this. There's two different types of vocal stimuli that they inserted into the white noise. It was, uh, it was self-voice or other voice. So they had the participants record a series of nine words with their own voice. And these words were always a negative connotation. So like they were like, you know, they would say like fucker or like, like, you know, it was like one word. they were all one word. So it was like fucker or stupid. hate or stupid. Yeah. Like that kind of shit. Um, How did they distinguish those between the actual voices in their heads? So, so what they did was they recorded that and then they would use that in the pink noise. They would, they would use like their, their own self voice, but they also had the same words recorded in a different voice and they would sort of, play those back and forth.
0: Mm. And then also the voices in their head already that were on top of that.
1: No. So there were no voices in their head because they're health, they're they're quote unquote healthy people. And they, they weren't hearing voices in the first place. I'm healthy and I hear Um, voices. That's your brain. (laughs) So, okay. So, so, so they, they mixed the two, right? The task blocks was they, they had the, they had the, the noise and the voice sensing and the, and the poking. Each participant completed four task blocks with the order of these blocks being carefully counterbalanced. The blocks started with 30 seconds of sensory motor stimulation, followed by the voice detection task. Critically, auditory stimuli were not synchronized with participants' movements, but were presented concurrently with their robotic interactions. The primary outcome measure was the rate of vocal false alarms, which represent false reports of hearing voices in the trials, where there were no actual voices present.
0: Can you break that down again? I, it was a little bit
1: hard for me to follow all those stuff. Yeah. So,
0: they, so sl- I mean, <laughs> essentially, they
1: have this person sitting there and they are poking the robot, getting poked. And as they're doing that, they would then go through and hear the pink noise and they're trying to decipher, yeah, I heard, my, yeah, I heard a voice there. Yeah, I heard a voice there. Yeah, I heard a voice there. Hmm. But as they did that by combining the two things at once, people were hearing the voice. There was no voice. They were going, yeah, I heard it. It said this. And they're going, okay, but it didn't. And there was nothing said. So they found that the timing of the sensory motor stimulation played a really crucial
0: role in this. What do you think it's going to be when it's happening at the same time or when it's happening delayed? I don't know. What's your guess?
2: Uh, Toss up, whatever yours isn't. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I guess when it's delayed because then that creates a gap in what you're what you believe to be experiencing and what is actually happening.
1: Yeah. No. So when the touch I knew I was right. on the back was <laughs> synchronous with the finger movements, participants reported significantly more false alarms, oh. indicating the perception of voices, hearing voices that weren't there,
0: probably because you believe like that starts to become your reality. You're like, oh, this is. You're sure that this is what's happening, rather than being confused by the delay. Here's the other interesting. I part. mean, it just
2: sounds like a whole like cacophony of fuckery that's just ripe for making just fucking with your. Head. I mean, it's just yeah, fucking with. You, I mean, that's it. It's, just, it's yeah.
1: just fucking with. And now head. they all have schizophrenia. I mean, the, that was that purpose- that was <laughs> one of the things that I thought about when I read the study where I, I went, man, this seems like. I, mean, I wonder what the you know, what are the chances that this like just actually like fucks someone up so badly that they, they start to, you know, it's like, like it's a, like talk to me or something. Like a bunch you know, of the just...
0: subjects come back and the next day and they're like, can you turn that voice off? I think you forgot to turn it off when I, when I left. Like I'm, yeah. I'm still, especially knowing that.
2: that like, I'm well, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that this is true. I hope I'm not, I hope I'm, <clears throat> I'm I hope I'm not spreading a falsehood here, but I believe that it, that you can, that there can be like triggers for mm-hmm. schizophrenia to, to uh, present, yes. you know, and that yeah. you might not, you know, you, you might be have a, be at more of a risk because of like family history or something like that to develop schizophrenia, but like that it's not a sure thing. Yeah. will.
0: isn't that like what happens when some people who, you know, smoke weed, who, yeah. Um, and they say it's more common if you're under 25, that, like, that, who knows? that can be a trigger for like the yeah. the fact that you're, Reality is distorted in a way because you 've ingested a substance that fucks yeah. with your perception like of reality. who knows
2: who knows if schizophrenia for that person is a sure thing at some point in their life, but I know that it's i think it's pretty solid science that it is uh not good for people mm. who have a predisposition family history et cetera yeah
1: mm. i mean i think the thing the you know the point here was to try to understand where the where this mechanism is pr- potentially like coming from or like what are what are the influences that can like that can bring on like a trigger like that uh, because we don't know we we don't really know how it works one of the interesting things that they did find though in the individuals was that individuals with higher levels of delusional ideation were more likely to experience the hallucinations so they said quote we observed that people who are more prone to delusional thinking were more likely to report lab induced voices And this supports the theory that experiences like hallucinations and delusions are present across the phenomenological spectrum, even in the general population. I wonder how they um, identified that before.
0: I'm assuming they did some sort of like qualitative survey. Yeah, like a a Q&A, a question Um, sort of... But they did say that everybody was, quote, healthy going into it. So I'm curious like how they evaluated that like spectrum of like, do you have like a certain amount of delusional thoughts yet are still healthy versus like yeah, you know, i don't know no i mean I, I could I'm see sure like, I could standard yeah things,
1: i could you know, yeah i could see that question that like you know do you do you think that you know do you have do you have negative self-talk thinking that you <clears throat> are you know whatever? Like like on i don't a know scale like, of one to ten yeah yeah sure and, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um they said, quote our lab induced voice uh, our lab induced voices so okay basically the result of the study they created a robotic process that can make you hallucinate and they said, our lab-induced voices are uh, still very far from the real clinical experience of hearing voices, which is characterized by uh, a very heterogeneous phenomenolo- phenomenology, uh, i.e. the voices people hear differ in many different experimental dimensions. The voices uh, in, in the number of voices, the gender of the voices, the voice context, the location, the, the emotional uh, uh, aspect. And so they said future work should try to address different... Aspects of the experience, but they said our goal is to improve our understanding of hearing voices so that we can find a better way to help people who suffer from them. Stimulating hearing voices in the lab, this work might have wide-ranging implications for the understanding of this detrimental psychotic symptom, um, whose etiology remains highly unknown. Interesting. It's very, very, very cool. like very interesting. Very cool. Very cool that like we that this, that these, these scientists like found a way to just create auditory hallucinations just by the use of mm-hmm. a poking robot and some like a, a yak back. You know, <laughs> you, <laughs> know uh, back. you know what's you know what's crazy? A throwback yeah.
2: is um, I along now. You and I are on a similar um, a similar uh, days since last pooped your pants. Yeah, uh, clock. Well, I mean. I had to reset mine on the weekend.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, my days, I've, I've got some good days behind me now.
2: Yeah. Like, like, what are you on
1: now? Last time I pooped my pants would have been, I don't know. I think we're
2: like, we're probably on like a month and a half now. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I was on like, so several, years. Dude, several years several years several <laughs> years and uh, yeah. I mean I'll,
1: ca- I'll catch up to you quick you just yeah. uh, it could be tomorrow
2: I just had a I just had a I just had a um, just pooped your pants I was I, I, well I was not feeling good for a couple of days and uh, I had some bike racing on the weekend and I was not going to go and then I just thought you know what I'm going to fucking go and just just see and it, it wasn't I, I was just feeling fatigued but I had had like some diarrhea-ish sort of uh, uh, poo-poos okay and, and but I didn't that morning right and then when I went to the race, uh, I had some, I started to get some gas on the way there and, uh, and your gas is bad. And then, and then, <laughs> I on the, and, what like and then fucking your pants and then on the four, in, in no, a I your not did, I didn't cover, I didn't cover. I didn't cover thank God. I went and I went, I, I them to that. thought I was going to have a little toot and I went, Oh, I pulled over on the side of the road and I, so luckily I travel with baby wipes.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, nice. So. Sweet. Oh, that um, is a benefit of having a child. So yeah. yeah. I um, should buy some. I, I had close calls Very last week when I had um, diarrhea and farted a couple times. And I was like, oh, shit, that could have been. And then I checked and it wasn't. Yeah. So I feel I empathize with you. Yeah. That's why I'm sharing that. No, that's good. Yeah. We're okay. doing God's
1: work here. You know, we're just we're normalizing <laughs> shit in your pants as a grown ass adult. So uh, so you're not alone out there because we yeah. know each and every one of you. Struggle with this every single day, just like me. It's I also still,
0: and I
2: still race. I still did all my responsibilities
0: That's like right. a big boy. Yeah. It's helpful as we approach middle age to talk about this more, so that as it becomes more common for yeah, us, so that when it we go to normal. fucking shoppers and actually buy diapers, mm-hmm. we're yeah. not we don't feel that crushed. By I wouldn't. Would yeah. you feel embarrassed right now buying diapers at shoppers? Yeah, for I would, yourself. I don't know. Yeah, really. Yeah, I would. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, be, I feel like not, I feel there.
2: like embarrassment is just like. Has, is like has left the building for me.
1: That's why he's better than us, folks. <laughs> uh, all right, we got to wrap. I uh, hope you enjoyed this and uh, thanks for tuning in. And guys, tune in to the fucking James episode. I don't know when it's coming out. It's probably going to be in like December, but um and that's if we record, which is supposed to be in 20 minutes. So uh, cannot wait. Thanks for supporting the podcast. And we want to keep supporting the podcast. Go to Discord, join the conversation. The link is in the show notes. Um, and, uh, for all of our new listeners, thanks for listening. If you got this far, we love you and continue listening. Lots of great content. Every Monday we speak to people who are living with illness. Every Wednesday we try to speak to people who are in the field of health sciences and, uh, and these Friday episodes, you're hearing it right here. It's just us dicking around talking about weird shit in the world of health. Um, so, uh, go to our discord, leave a rating and review and thanks for tuning in.
2: And if you want to be a guest on the show, I was just thinking about pooping my pants. Yeah, yeah I,
1: was, I could tell. You were deep in it.
2: Yeah. Um, if you want to be a guest on the show, go to sickboypodcast.com and click the button. If you've pooped your pants recently and you want to talk about it, we're here Let for Let us you. know.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, the three of us also have a production company where we help produce and support other podcasts. If you want to check those out, you can find those uh, at Snack Labs. Um, we have a new Instagram account where we're sharing some of the work that we do there, and that is at Snack Podcasts. Um, thanks as always to the folks who help make this show happen. A huge shout out to Jeff Lonus, We love you. Rich O'Coin, um, Donovan Morgan, uh, Annika, our, uh, new measly intern version two. Mm-hmm. Um, we love all of you. Thank you guys. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor and Hale. I'm Jeremy. And this is sick boy.